to Compliance and Ethics Equals Integrity podcast featuring Barry Dunn, healthcare practice group professionals, and expert guests discussing their insights into healthcare regulatory and general compliance, revenue integrity, and risk management topics. I am Olga Gross-Balzano, a senior manager at Barry Dunn. I am joined for this episode by Barry Dunn's healthcare compliance and credential and practice group consultant, Jen Lohr. In this episode, we will address critical challenges with medical record requests. But before we get into our discussion, a quick disclaimer. The content we discuss in this podcast is based on our professional experience advising healthcare providers, facilities, and other organizations engaged in Barry Dunn for support revenue cycle optimization, and compliance services. While we may reference specific government programs, Medicare and Medicaid policies, and regulatory guidance, we do not speak for CMS, HHS OCR, HHS OIG, DOJ, or any other government agency or contractor. Nor do we have the authority to do so. Nothing in this podcast should be considered legal advice. Anyone seeking legal advice on the subjects we discuss should consult their own attorney. Thank you for taking time to join us, Jen. As Thank you for having me, Olga. As we start this discussion today, would you mind telling our listeners a little bit about your background? Sure. I have been in the healthcare industry for almost 30 years now. Uh, started out my career in medical billing, working for a billing company, then expanded to medical coding and billing as a subcontractor for several, several physician practices. I earned my first coding credential through the AAPC, which is the American Academy of Professional Coders, uh, back in 2004. I eventually decided to get my degree in health information technology to be eligible for the registered health information technician credential through AHIMA. Um, I attended an online college and graduated in 2012 and received my credential in 2013. From there on, I was on a mission to learn as many other related areas of healthcare and earn those corresponding credentials as I could. I now hold eight certifications with four different organizations and specialize in CDI, which is clinical documentation integrity, medical coding, healthcare compliance, and project management. I have worked as an employee, as, an, as a contractor, and as a consultant. I was in health information management leadership positions at both acute care and inpatient psych hospitals and served several interim HIM management roles. I have now been a senior consultant with Barry Dunn for almost two years. Wow, that is quite impressive. Eight certifications is a lot. Thank you for joining us today. Um, we wanted to have this discussion because we do get a lot of questions from our clients in different healthcare settings, different types of organizations, from hospitals to physician practices, to nursing facilities, um, 
really throughout the spectrum um, of healthcare delivery system. Um, and everybody is saying that they started receiving increasing number of medical record requests. I know that there's some uh, quite significant overlap in this area uh, between compliance activities and also operations. From perspective of compliance, there's a lot in related to medical records and in operations, we simply want to present information needed so we could collect all the payments. I know you have incredible background and very rich experience. I'm wondering if you could share some of your best practices uh, and some suggestions for providers on uh, how to approach uh, medical record requests. But before we start that discussion, do you have any thoughts on why uh, it's such a hot topic for providers? I do, Olga. Um, we know that COVID has thrown us for a loop the past several years, and several of the um, CMS audits were put on hold, you know, as a result, but now they are back and they are bigger than ever. <laughs> COVID has triggered some major changes in the workforce. Staff turnover has caused either a shift in staff roles or a brand new staff to handle the medical records requests amongst other tasks. Either way, it's imperative that your HIM staff be properly educated on both the operational and compliance aspects of correctly fulfilling a request. That makes sense. So let's get to those best practices and recommendations you have uh, that you could share with uh, providers. Absolutely. Olga, first, if it's okay with you, I wanted to discuss uh, several ways in which compliance is involved before we talk about the operations aspect. Absolutely. Great. So as it relates to the permission to release medical records to an insurance company, a patient does not need to sign a separate authorization. The permission is granted typically on the patient's initial visit to the practice or organization by signing a treatment payment and operations authorization. So this one authorization will cover any admissions or visits that the patient would have with this particular facility. Um, also, following HIPAA's minimum necessary policy should always be considered when fulfilling a records request. Health information management staff should only send the minimum records that are necessary for the intent or the ask. Sending more or sending different dates of service could get the facility or provider in trouble. Uh, in more ways than one, it could cause the insurance company to dig deeper and, and look at other dates of service if they're seeing something that's not looking correct in their eyes, um, and it could also cause um, a compliance risk as well. So uh, less is more in this less, less is more in this case, absolutely. Uh, another thing is that we have to think of is the method of sending out those records must also be HIPAA compliant. Most payers use a secure portal for uploaded, uploading those records Instructions would be included within the request itself, 
but still there are some payers that provide a fax number or mailing address for physical submission. The least preferred option would be sending via the post office as records can get lost in transit and thus create a reportable breach, which is something no one wants to deal with. And the same goes with faxing as well. If you're faxing medical records, you want to be extra, extra careful that your fax number is correct before pressing that send button. Those are very good reminders. Thank you, Jen. You're welcome. Thank you. So before we begin talking about the operational aspect of handling a request, there's one thing that I wanted to bring to everyone's attention that people don't think about on a regular basis, but you want to make sure that your provider or facility's contact information is up to date with all your insurance payers. This includes the fax number, phone number, a contact person within your department, and the complete physical address. Having outdated information will cause a delay in the receipt of your medical records request, and time is of the essence in this case. Got it. So our steps in processing the medical records request would be number one, the first thing you want to do is to check the date of the letter or the request. This is the date by which the countdown begins. The due date will typically be 10 or 30 days from the date on the letter, not the date that you receive the request. This is very, very important to note. Next, you want to read the request thoroughly to determine the intent of the request. RAC audits, for example, focus on errors made by providers, whereas CERT audits look for errors in payment made by carriers. These types of audits will be looking for all records pertaining to a specific admission or date of service to justify medical necessity and correct coding. Other types of requests may only ask for a specific document or two. For example, a provider's order or a diagnostic report. It's important that your staff is knowledgeable of what certain document types look like and where to locate them within the EMR. Remember to send only what is being requested. We're going back to that minimum necessary policy there. For hospitals or large healthcare organizations, have a health information management analyst or manager review all documents in the medical record to review for missing signatures or dates. The last thing you want is to have money recouped or a claim denied due to an incomplete record. Next, you'll want to pass the record along to clinical documentation or coding lead to have them eyeball the quality of the documentation and ensure that the account was coded and submitted correctly. If there is a discrepancy in either found, it's not too late to query the provider and include the response with the record that will be sent. And lastly, if a major coding error is uncovered that would change your DRG or CPT code, submit a corrected claim along with the records and a letter explaining the error that was caught. The insurance company or third party will appreciate that. For smaller practices, instead of having a dedicated health information or clinical documentation team, ask your vendor, your practice manager, or someone with equal coding and documentation knowledge 
to review the chart prior to sending it out. Last but not least, your final step is sending those records out to the requester. If they're being mailed, send them via certified mail or any method that provides a tracking number. If you're uploading the records to a secure site, take a screenshot of the confirmation before exiting the screen. Be sure to scan that confirmation or tracking number into the patient's chart in case there was ever question of receipt of those records. We know in healthcare that documentation is everything and keeping the tracking number is no exception. I know I always was taught if it, if it's not documented, it did not happen. Exactly. Jen, um, you have mentioned some strategies for smaller providers on what they could do. Any other thoughts uh, for providers that do not have specific health information management departments or designated, in, de designated positions or individuals? What can they do to make sure that their medical record request response is complete and accurate? Absolutely, Olga. We have to remember that Barry Dunn is always there if we, if we are needed. Uh, Barry Dunn or any other consulting firm can assist. They can be your second or third set of eyes. Um, our healthcare coding and compliance staff can assist in the review of the records or advise you of next steps to take if there is a discrepancy found. A lot of excellent suggestions, which I'm sure our clients um, will appreciate. Could you help me to summarize key takeaways for our listeners? Absolutely. I know that's a lot of information in a short amount of time. So our key takeaways are number one, to pay attention to the dates on the request to ensure that the deadline is met. Number two, read the request carefully and send only what is being asked of you. Number three, review the records for compliance, accuracy, and completeness prior to sending them out. We really want to scrutinize those records. And then last but not least, save all tracking or confirmation numbers as evidence that the records were sent. And when in doubt, contact your trusted advisor. Thank you, Jen. We have reached the conclusion of our discussion. On behalf of myself and Jen, we thank you for listening to this episode of Barry Dunn's Healthcare Insights Compliance Plus Ethics Equals Integrity Podcast. We welcome listener questions and feedback about the ideas we discussed in this episode as well as suggestions for topics we should consider developing for future episodes. Thank you.